joining us on the line from the town of Collingwood Judicial Inquiry. We say hello to Inquiry Council, Janet Leeper. Janet, great to talk to you and good morning. Good morning, John. Janet, uh, lots to talk about, certainly. It looks like a very full schedule coming up uh, towards April, May with the inquiry. Uh, let's just give a little background as to, to where we are now. It started uh, back a while ago. The town asked for a judicial inquiry into the sale of uh, the utility Collis uh, share and um, uh, also with that too, the, where that money was spent, which is the recreation facilities uh, and th- that's where y- you and the uh, judicial inquiry come into play. Yes, that's right. They, um, the town requested the Chief Justice to assign a judge. Justice Morocco, the Associate Chief Justice, was assigned to conduct this inquiry and the work of the inquiry began just uh, around springtime, towards summer. So the first step that an inquiry does, it finds out who wants to participate, who has information that they can bring forward to help the inquiry bring a report back to the town to provide it with helpful, we hope, good government, good government and policy recommendations. So that's, that's the purpose of a public inquiry. It's not a, a lawsuit and it's not a not a criminal investigation. It's not about uh, assessing damages. It's about uh, looking towards the future to make sure that any issues that arise from big government decisions and government players uh, can be improved and uh, for future savings and, and good government. Part of the early, uh, you know, uh, uh, meetings and, and uh, you know, uh, hearings that you had uh, have named a number of participants. Uh, that includes Electra Utilities Corporation, uh, Paul Bonwick, Ian Chadwick, Collis Powerstream Corporation, Sandra Cooper, Tim Fryer, Ed Houghton, and the town of Collingwood. Uh, those are the participants. What does that mean? So what that means is uh, these are people or entities who have identified the fact that they have a substantial interest in the subject matter of the inquiry. And so... Normally, any town or city that asks for an inquiry, they would be an automatic party. They're, they're, they're the reason why you get started. They say, we think this is important. We, we intend to participate. But then to make sure that people who have an interest, who may have reputational concerns, are able to come before the judge, make submissions, participate in asking questions. And as we've seen in this inquiry, the participants themselves are a very rich source of documents and and paperwork that we will need to understand the transaction to help the town understand the transactions. Now, these people aren't subpoenaed or being told they have to appear. These are volunteers, uh, people who volunteer to appear. These are people who said we want to participate. Um, It doesn't mean that we don't use summonses. We have used summonses both for witnesses and for participants. So that that puts some boundaries around what it is we're asking for. And it, and it, make sure that we're asking for the right range of documents. Uh, so we have used summonses, but I guess you could call them friendly summonses in some cases. Right. People are, are quite willing to participate and, and assist. So in this case, at least for the Collingwood Judicial Inquiry, those summonses would have been in specific uh, paperwork or information that hadn't already been made uh, public. That's right. There's, that's right. There, there is plenty of paperwork that would not have been in the public eye. Um, that's one of the reasons why you have a public inquiry, because any member of the public wouldn't be able to search all of the available documents and say, okay, now I really understand what happened. And sometimes, um, and that's, that's why it's a carefully used power, 
because you do get into confidential information, confidential communications, uh, but, but the general state of the law is unless it's solicitor-client privileged material, if it's in the public interest, it has to be brought to light. Now, one of the uh, more recent, uh, and there's been a number of decisions already uh, made and, and with regards to even just the process of how this inquiry is going to take place. One of the discussions was about funding for a number of the participants. Uh, how does that work? Can, can you volunteer to participate and then ask for legal uh, uh, financial aid? Yes, and, and that's the experience in other inquiries as well. The, the judge does not set funding, but what happens is people who come before the inquiry and say, I've got participate, I, I need to participate, but I may not be able to fund uh, my legal expenses, they look to the judge to make a recommendation after hearing some evidence, and we held hearings into funding applications in August. Some recommendations, and, and the rulings are on our website, were made, and then it's over to the funder, and that's the town. The town or the city who asked for an inquiry funds the inquiry. And they will decide what rules to put in place, what parameters around funding for anyone who's received a recommendation or anyone who they identify as needing help with funding. Now, uh, this is uh, this has been moving uh, fairly f- from us on the outside, Janet. This has been moving a little slower than I guess we, we had thought or hoped. Uh, from the inside, is this going along at the pace you had, had expected when, on the outset? Well, at the outset, it was very hard to say how long it would take. Right. The reason is you have to wait until you see what kind of records you're going to have to process. And every inquiry has had, I think, a similar experience from the public side, because from the outside, you can't see all the work that goes into everything from setting up the team to starting to figure out where you want to get your documents. And then those people need to get lawyers. And then the lawyers have to go through the documents and take out the privileged or list the ones they say, no, you can't have these, they're privileged. So that all fall, we've been interviewing people and waiting for documents to come in. And I'll tell you that as of today, we still don't have them all. But Justice Morocco decided we need to move it along. We're going to set dates, and we've set a deadline in January for the participants to finish providing us with their documents. So at the beginning, we had hoped it would be something that we could get our arms around sooner. Uh, But as we've learned, and we have over 400,000 documents in in our database, but more to come and more ready to be processed, we feel um, we've been moving it along as fast as humanly possible. Um, We've now set dates that we are going to try to have the participants work towards. Uh, We want to do this in a way that does justice to what the town has asked us to do, but at the same time doesn't linger on and on. So um, from the inside, um, I can tell you people have been working very hard to put together um, and a clear uh, set of records that we can then use to tell the story with the witnesses. Uh, but the only way to have an efficient inquiry is to do that work that, that the public doesn't see in advance. It's any time you have any kind of legal matter, any time you see any case in court, you have to know that for every hour that somebody is standing up asking a question of a witness, somebody else or that person has put hours to prepare to get to that point. Otherwise, the whole thing becomes um, longer time-consuming, and that would be the very expensive part. All those people in a room while you try to get organized, no, you got to get organized ahead of time. Now, the town of Collingwood has asked for the inquiry, therefore they're paying for the inquiry. As okay. this gets longer and longer, it's the bill's going up and up. Is there a finite amount of time and or money 
uh, the inquiry can take? The town has set, they gave a budget to themselves. They looked at a budget based on what they knew last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very aware and, and feel it's so important to carefully use the public funds and the responsibility to use the public funds to bring forward the issues that the town has asked us to bring forward. Um, so it's a, it's a balance that we think about constantly. Uh, we try to, we're going to stay within the terms of reference set by council. We've, we're trying to set a reasonable schedule um, to ensure that it doesn't go over that budget. Um, it, it's something that we think about a lot. We know the town thinks about, and it's the fact is that everyone working on this file is working for public interest rates, um, in part for that reason. Um, but it's, if you look at, um, for example, the Bellamy Inquiry in Toronto, you, you, and as well, Mississauga, you see um, the inquiries finding out as they start to do their work a better idea of, of what is going to be needed in order to understand what happened. Right. And so is there a finite hard stop number? There is not. Um, but there are certainly lots of eyes on making sure that it doesn't become something that takes on a life of its own. Um, that, and and you, you see with some of the bigger ones, the fact is, this is a smaller town, and we, we're talking all the time about what, how do we right-size the fact that there, there are many complex issues here, but that this is a smaller center, a smaller municipality, and you, and you can't treat it like a Toronto, you can't treat it like a Mississauga, but at the same time, you've got to do justice to it. So we're, we're thinking of strategies actively all the time about how to do that. How can we tell the story with the documents? How can we fill in with the witnesses? Um, how can we avoid having days and days and days of evidence when perhaps a half a day might suffice? And, and that's part of the preparation that's going on right now. There are hearings scheduled, uh, and is that basically sort of the start of it in terms of the nitty-gritty getting into it that the public's going to get to see? That's our plan, yes. April 15th is when it starts up. Uh, who's invited to these? Uh, who has to be there? Uh, how so, does it work? How does it work? Well, they're, they're a public inquiry, so the public can attend in person. It will be um, televised as well, so it, it's, it's open to the public. That's the nature of the thing. Mm-hmm. The participants who have been granted participation rights for Part 1, and we're starting with Part 1, which is the call of share sale, they will be there. And anyone who receives a summons to attend and provide evidence will be required to attend. And that starts April 15th, 16th. Uh, basically, there's uh, what, another 10 dates uh, scheduled. For- we've, set, we've set three weeks in April and into May for part one. And at the mm-hmm. moment, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a time budget for us right. to, to try to work towards. And we will know better as we continue to refine and receive more of the pertinent documents and we're going to go down for a week, and then the plan is to come back up and do part two for two weeks in May. And then that will then allow us to set up the policy discussions in June, which will be less like witnesses giving evidence one at a time and being asked questions. That's the policy phase that involves the town and, and the inquiry, and will be um, likely a series of panels discussing the policy issues that bubble up from part one and two. It, would these hearings, for, for the lay person, would the average citizen be able to understand what's going on? That is certainly our goal. We want to use um, as, as clear and meaningful language as possible, given that it's, there are some 
corporate relationships, there are financial terms, there are electricity terms, uh, that we, we are thinking about how, how can you make sure that this is as accessible to, as possible to the broadest um, members of the public that, that you can, that you don't have to be a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer to understand the concepts and the ideas and what happened here. Um, and again, that's, that's part of the preparation. Where will these hearings take place? Town Hall okay. in the town of Collingwood. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Janet Leeper, I know you guys have so much more work to do on it, and I really appreciate you uh, keeping us up to date. Look forward to talking to you again, and we'll see a lot of you, I guess, in April and May. Thank you very much, John. <laughs> Thank you, Janet. All right, take care.